you're like me, you probably have a closet full of local band merch. And whether you know it or not, a lot of that band merch is probably made by Divine Shirt Company right here in Winnipeg. Divine Shirt Company has made all of the Great Witch Police merch from our hoodies to our toques to our t-shirts. And if you're looking to get anything done, like screen printing, embroidery, graphic design, digital printing, go to see Divine Shirt Company at divineshirtcompany.ca and tell them which police radio sent you. One of our colleagues, Sam Thompson, who, um, if you saw him, you'd sort of right away assume he was a hippie. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? All right, welcome to Witch Police Radio. Uh, for regular listeners of the show, you know that this podcast usually interviews Manitoba and Manitoba adjacent, I like to say it, musicians and people who are connected in some way to the uh, local music scene. And the guest I have on this episode is someone who has been on the show before, but this was in the really early days. I think you were on in maybe 2014 or maybe even 2013. And it was, at that point, we were still trying to figure out yeah, it's, it's, it's been almost a decade, and the show has progressed and changed, and a lot of different things have happened over that time, uh, so this is probably not very recognizable as the same show you were on back then, but, um, you know, you've obviously done a lot since then, uh, not necessarily music-related, although we will talk about some, some music-connected stuff that, that you're working on, but, I mean, you uh, can probably introduce yourself better than I can, but you're an, uh, an artist, a podcaster, you've got fingers in a lot of different... Uh, is pies the right term? It doesn't sound right, but I think it is. Fingers in a lot of different pies, and I think the best way to start this off is if you want to introduce yourself. Sure. Okay, well, I am uh, GMB Kamichuk. Um, I don't have cool band names like uh, most of your guests, but uh, <laughs> the B stands for Gregory, and I'm a writer, illustrator, who uh, sometimes I write for other illustrators, sometimes I illustrate for other writers, um, sometimes I write and illustrate my own work. I write novels, I've done some work in theater and video games and television, but primarily my everyday job is making comics and graphic novels. And you've been doing that for quite a while, because I mean, even back when you were on the show, uh, again, almost 10 years ago, you were well into that career of, of making comics and graphic novels, even then. Yeah, 10 years ago, okay, first off, um, I think it bears saying, although I'm sure some of your uh, your regulars have also said it. 10 years you've been basically running a pirate radio station and it's you know you're like OG it's so <laughs> so wild it right? is crazy so stuck with we've done uh, we've done one for 3 4 years now and every time that that rolls over in my head i honestly think of the first time i went with my friend uh Michael Zastry who was iron buddha on the show who was doing experimental music and you had this experimental thing, which, you know, in those days we were like a podcast, what's that going to be about? How's that going to work? And uh, to be reconnecting again, all these years later, still both of us doing our thing undeterred by the events of a weird world. I just, 
I think that's amazing. Yeah, it's nice to see. It's nice to see people are still creating weird stuff, whatever medium they're 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 doing something, uh, creating their weird stuff with, and you keep on going. I mean, I, I think there's a, almost an addiction to it, whether it's whatever it is. If you find something creative, an outlet that works for you, I think you get kind of sucked in, and you can't. I, I can't stop at this point. I, I, it's, I, I can't see myself stopping this show anytime in the foreseeable future. Yeah, I've, someone asked me. They're like, "Oh, you're you're making." comics full-time man it's like yeah it's more of a compulsion it's as much of a compulsion as it is a profession at this point i can believe it for sure for sure so i mean maybe before we get into any sort of the new the newer stuff you've been doing what would people recognize you from because like again you've been working at this for a long time and this compulsion of yours has has got you a lot of attention i mean you you, you you've your name's been out there. You've been uh, you've done some high-profile work that people might recognize. What's sort of the best way to uh, to delve into the uh, amount of work you've done and, and your your you know bibliography, I guess. Well, two I think music adjacent ones, uh, which your listeners may know the bands if I drop their names. Uh, Isque singer songwriter Isque, David Alexander Robertson and I um, uh, all worked on a graphic novel together called Will I See, which was based on one of Isque's songs, which then David adapted into a graphic novel, and High Water Press um, did a blind submission, basically saying, you know, we're looking for artists to work on this book, and we're taking blind submissions, and um, I submitted my work to that. I, I knew Dave already, but uh, there was a blind submission process, and so he was like, you know, it won't be up to me. And then turned out we got to work together and it was uh, a life-changing experience based on you know the that book is uh, I tend to work I'll, I'll just say this for your dear listeners I my work tends to be like uh weird monster stuff that is a uh, a Venn diagram of 30s pulps 40s propaganda and 60s style guides but will I see is the book about a real lived experience. Um, it's about missing and murdered indigenous women and children. And it was uh, a book where I got to work on a story where the monsters unfortunately are real. And so that was a real, you know, for me as a, I had spent 10 years as an educator also. And so it was a nice way of putting those, all those different tools in my toolbox together to work on a project like that. And then uh, later I worked with the uh, Japanese heavy metal band, Baby Metal to produce their, graphic novel for Z2 Comics. And uh, that was a singular experience where at one point, um, the band arranged for me, uh, where were we, in Nashville, to be on stage with them so that I could draw some reference and do some stuff while they were performing. Cool. And Koba uh, uh, Metal noticed that I was a little bit, maybe that this wasn't the spot I wanted to be, and I explained that I really appreciated the sort of vip treatment but i kind of need to feel what the crowd is feeling is there a way that i could sort of join the crowd and observe that and then they moved my seat to on top of the sound booth so now they i had this spot on top of the sound booth so i was right in the middle of the crowd seeing the band and absorbing that whole energy to try and turn you know into a graphic novel and at a certain point i had to pinch myself and say you know you never know where comics are going to take you yeah, that's that that's a that's a cool experience, and I think that kind of um, it, there's definitely a connection between like underground DIY art of all different kinds, whether whether it's visual, whether it's written, whether it's musical. That there's definitely like a kinship, and and I feel like comics and music do have a strong connection. There's been so many, uh, even just album covers and things like that, and liner notes and 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 
comics about musicians and there's been so, so much crossover over the years between the two the two genres that it makes sense that that you could mesh them together and come up with something interesting well in comics like you know i'm not um uh i i like to be music adjacent my wife is very musical and uh i'm my neighbor is joey Semp, so we have musicians over all the time yeah. around the around the around the neighborhood and making comics is so much like making music in that it's a group effort where a very small number of people are trying really hard to add their little piece to a shared vision and you don't know it doesn't always work but when it does work everyone agrees like there's that moment of like there it is we're in the we're in the groove now we're in the zone this is what we're trying to achieve as a group thing and so yeah it's just a different set of tools i guess right it's a different different use of your brain um but the same idea for sure yeah yeah so it's it's pretty it's pretty cool and i think you know part of why i reached out to you so for the for your dear listener um uh sam posted that he was looking for musical guests or more people to reach out to for the podcast and i realized that i had a curiosity uh, and I, what I really needed was someone who spends a lot of time talking directly with musicians, talking directly uh, in that language. I did this project called Red Earth, where I embedded myself with a theater troupe, and we turned a graphic novel project into a theater show. Oh, cool. And uh, one thing I learned is that everyone has different nouns and verbs and adjectives for how they do their creative expression. And once you learn that, you can kind of dig into that and collaborate a lot better and i've been wanting to collaborate in a music space with with some people on some projects and i don't have the language so my first thought was maybe i should call you up and we should have this talk and then i was like well you know we might as well record this talk Uh, sure yeah why not right and you can drop the knowledge on me as I ask you some questions. <laughs> well, what 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 is it you're trying to do? I mean, just this is a kind of an interesting way to go with the conversation because usually I'm asking questions here <laughs> to, to to the guests. But I mean, what is it you're trying to do? What kind of collaboration are you looking to do with musicians? Well, so I have this. So I'll, I'll give a little context. So Andrea Sardison, who I worked on Red Earth with, um, she introduced me to this notion of something called devised theater which is essentially, uh, and for any theater majors who are listening, pardon my um, poor summation of a very complicated idea, but it's essentially when you get a whole bunch of people of a certain set of skills together into a room, and then once they're all together, you devise the project in the room. Okay. Um, which fits into a... Uh, fits into uh, a ethos of mine, which is movement gives shape to form. And that's not mine. I stole that from Da Vinci. But um, sometimes if you want to get something done, you just get a bunch of people together who also want to get something done. And if they're good people, you can you can create a project out of it. So um, I have a number of graphic novel projects that I own outright. I've made a real effort in my career to keep uh, creative control over a lot of different stuff, which means I have ancillary rights. I have the way to produce it into lots of different media. And I thought a fun way to go, um, since I had some pretty successful music related collaborations was to find some bands locally, find some people locally who would like to uh, add a visual element an illustrative element and a storytelling element to a project of theirs and find a way to make it work. That's really cool. 
And I think there are probably a lot of bands that have interesting visual parts of what they do anyway that, that would probably relate to that well in the sense that like they, they have, uh, not everyone, but certain bands definitely have like an image that, that, that accompanies the sound, right? And they, have, they have definitely have some kind, of, some, some kind of visual identity. And I think that, that, that you could definitely find someone who is willing to make that into a larger, a larger piece or a larger project. Yeah, or maybe to add to a project they already have with some visual elements. I'm not sure. My question to you, my first question. Sure, yeah, go for it. Fact-finding um, exchange of ideas is how do I encapsulate that notion to a group of um, insulated creatives, let's call them. A band is its own unit, right? How do you come from the outside to a group of people who have their own sound figured out, who have their own idea, they know what they're trying to do? and not sound like a complete crazy person saying to them like, okay, what your band needs is an illustrator, right? Not a drummer, not a, not someone to work the soundboard, right? But an illustration component or a storytelling element, right? Well, I think you almost want to approach it the same way as, as music video directors approach bands, because a lot of the time you see a music video and it could be a completely different concept than what the song was actually about, but the band has collaborated with that person and they've sort of come up with their, they've listened to the song probably repeatedly on end and, and, and figured out what it evokes to them and then presented that visually. So I don't think that's very, it's that different from, from that idea of just, uh, you know, I think your first step would have to be to, to find the song or the album or the artist that you want to do this with and, and kind of familiar yourself, familiar, familiarize yourself enough with the music that, it speaks to you and you can explain what it's saying to you. And then you can tell the band that because I mean, like even, even doing these podcasts, I don't know come across as a sycophant or a, uh, a person that is just, um, like a stage five clinger, <laughs> like can't really slide into their DMS and be like, I've got a great idea for you. That, that might be a problem, but you could also just, uh, I mean, if you present it as you are who you are, you're, 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 you're a well-known artist you you've done all these graphic novels you've done these music related books you have this all this experience and you're looking to collaborate and if you have certain bands that you already know that you like and that that something about it you connect with i think it's a little different than some random person saying let me draw you or, or whatever right because you have uh, an existing kind of you have an existing career as an artist and people know you and people can check out your work and see if it's something that they feel would you know would jibe with what they're doing so if I were to send uh, care packages to bands around the city, and one of the reasons why I want to do it local is because you know we have a we have a studio space, we have a lot of room. We could you know we could do a jam space there. We could do w there's a way for people to put their heads together in a city that then I don't have to travel. I travel enough, and I want to find a way to have a fun um, investigative collaboration without also spending weeks away from my family, which I already do too much. Well, one of the things you described earlier almost sounded like a jam. I mean, the idea of, of that collaboration and everyone coming together and, and bringing their own skills and everything and then it developing into something. Like, I would almost suggest that you you just listen to someone's music and create what you want to create, even a draft version of what it is, and then just show it to them and say, look, this song I was listening to, this is what has come out of my brain in connection with this song are you interested in, in developing this into something further? And, and then maybe that's a better way of approaching it than just going at them cold and saying, hey, can you make something with me? If you've already shown that, like, this is your vision with their work, I, I don't know. It's, a, it's it's an interesting idea, though. Like a, a cold call where I, I produce some work for them. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, that that could backfire and they could hate it, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, I think where it, what it stems from is that both of the musical projects that I mentioned earlier, um, they were already uh, underway before I came on. Right. And so there were, there were plenty of ways where uh, I would have made different choices or had suggestions for the form content delivery where that's not, it just wasn't your, wasn't my place at that moment to do those kinds of things. And so you just hold your peace when you're in that, um, let's call it that stratosphere of publishing. Yeah, right? sure. You've sure. been asked or invited into a project. You don't then uh, say, Oh, I have a better idea, right? That's not, that's not the role you try to play. But sometimes and when I found with uh, Red Earth and with the Devised Theatre, where the beginning portion was, let's everyone share what they really want to bring forward. And then let's find a constellation that we can see in all those stars and then make that the thing we're doing. Um, and the entire time I was working with these, you know, talented playwrights and actors and, you know, just in the back of my mind, I was like, hmm, if only we had five or six musicians here. Right? That was my first thought. And so uh, it literally was rekindled when you made that when you made that post that said, oh, yeah, I'm looking for more uh, musicians to come talk on the show about the local scene. I was like, I need musicians in my life. Maybe yeah. I should talk. Well, and maybe someone will hear this and then then <laughs> reach out to you. That could, that could be a benefit of doing this. But yeah. Yeah. Well, OK, let's play that game. Let's sure. play that. Game. Sure. Let's play that game. Okay, Sam. So if you're a person listening to this or watching us have this conversation, depending on what medium you're, you're uh, consuming this. Yeah. And um, uh, so I have a project called Moon Patrol, which is haunted robots on the moon, keeping monsters on the dark side of the moon. That's actually a retelling of Sigurd and the Dragon. And it's a 400 page illustrated graphic novel where there are no words at all. So it's the kind of project where bringing music to it and rearranging all of the images that already exist into some other format. Simple, I right. think, right. if it's the right fit. So that would be something that if someone's listening is like, hey, I got an idea for that. There's one. Um, I have another project called uh, the Minus Institute, which is set in an alternate history, 19... 50s where all the money that was spent on atomic research was spent on psychic research instead and that one you know i think the person would have to know how to play a theremin to make that one really really sing um there's and, a few there's a few theremin players out there winnipeg has yeah, there not are. very many of them but there are some yeah yeah i was actually having a conversation about one just today that's why it's on my mind um and then i have two um uh complete prose projects automatic age uh which is um basically like a robot post-apocalypse story a father and son trying to survive in the future we were promised in all and the covers of old uh, popular mechanics um but they can't touch anything in the world or the robots will know they're there and so they just basically live in a in a desert where every delight is available but they can't possibly interact with it or the robots will sense that there's a human there and come and kill them right uh, so, like, this is the kind of themes and stuff that interests me and kind of stuff that I think uh, uh, one of the reasons why I think I ended up doing art for a heavy metal band uh, had a lot to do with the uh, that 
those constituent parts. Yeah, well, and thematically, that that kind of stuff definitely suggests a lot of metal bands. I mean, or, or prog rock bands and things like that, because there's that kind of uh, sci-fi fantasy element to it that that a lot of those bands like employ. But do you have an idea of what type of music? you would like to see with these like when you're drawing these when you have putting this work together is there something that some kind of soundtrack that you have in your head and you're trying to find that or are you hoping someone can can come up with their own version of what that should i I guess both like uh each piece uh each of those things i uh named i could see a completely different kind of architecture that could be built around it musically the other piece that i see to it is um uh, you know, as the, as the way that people consume music changes and, you know, love it or hate it, if you're on Spotify, there's a there's a part of Spotify that is now visual where they're showing you images along with uh, the lyrics and along with music. And all I can think of when I see that is like, nobody knows any illustrators. Why aren't these parts? Why is it the same image frozen here while, yeah. the, while the lyrics roll? You have a beautiful opportunity to have art add to the story while people are listening to the music. And so it's just something I, it's a, a nascent curiosity. And what I've found in my artistic life is that uh, the only way to find people who are willing to do those kinds of experiments, how I ended up doing Red Earth, how I ended up doing uh, uh, Passing Tonk and Dragon Nanny, you know, uh, or the Imagination Manifesto was just telling people, I have this weird idea for a, a project and do you want to do it? Let's figure out how to get it done. Yeah. That's the best way this to do anything. Like, that's right. So this is like coming onto the pirate radio. And what made me really want to come on this show is that we were in your basement. Well, I wasn't involved in making the music at all. Just Iron Buddha, uh, Michael Zastry. He just knew that I had always been supportive of his exploration of this style of experimental music he was doing. So he was like, Hey, I got, I'm going to go on which police can I, you want to come with me? Yeah. And it was more like, um, I was like the support animal, you know? Um, and while we were there doing that, I was like, man, people just do, people can do anything. Why don't we just do more stuff like this? Well, and that's, and a, so, that's the best, that, that's why I do the podcast, I think. And I think that's probably why you, you do a lot of what you do as well, is just the idea that like, why aren't people doing this? If you have a crazy idea or, or something that seems like it's, it's like this idea you have, it, it hasn't happened yet. So just make it, make it happen, right? I also have to, um, this is, I don't know if this qualifies as a confession or not, <laughs> but um, uh, it feels like a confession. So I'm just going to, I'm going to put it that way. Sam, I have a confession to make. I stole an idea from you okay. and I turned it into something else. Um, at least that's how it felt because I never talked to you about it. And it goes like this. It's like literally behind your, behind your head, which police the title ever since I, 10 years ago, it has haunted me <laughs> because it's the perfect title for a graphic novel. And I don't that? know, I don't know where the idea of which police came from. But for me, it was like, were they police that hunt witches? Were they witches that were police? Is there a magical uh, police squad somewhere? Are there hard-boiled detectives smoking cigarettes and casting hexes and solving murders? And I went down a whole train, which eventually, as I was like, sort of like playing with this idea that I couldn't shake out of my head, um, I made a mini story 
that was literally about hard-boiled witch police, like police oh, awesome. that were. Uh, and I couldn't quite make it work, but then I got obsessed with noir fairy tale stuff, and all of that turned into. I probably have it here. All of that turned into uh, this book called Fairy Tale Ending. Um, so there is like this thread from the idea that you had to call your podcast and your like exploration of people's like interests, witch police, really, I can, I, not to put too fine a point on it, but I honestly don't know if this book would have existed if that first like grit hadn't got into oyster. Right. I don't know what it was, but that's hilarious. I, I have to read that now. Yeah. Well, and what this what this is is actually a book about how to make stories. It's not even a straight up graphic novel. I mean, it's hard to show on the on the screen here, but it's all these prompts okay. for story making. So if someone wants to make their own fairy tale, their own grim, dark, noir fairy tale where you hunt down witches or you are a witch, police, um, you can check out fairy tale ending. But it's really just a way of like making up cool stuff. For whoever wants to use it, it's not like a straight graphic novel. So, but well, I'm glad I'm glad this stupid name has has uh, influenced something because I mean, I, I, I the, the story is I'm not going to tell a story here because it's really not that interesting about why we have the name. But you're not going to tell me what it's why it's called this. Well, I'm stuck. I'm, I'm stuck. I'm stuck with it now, and I kind of like it. At first, I was. Uh, the, the the short version. There's a longer version which I, I can get into later. But the short version is that basically I was in a band uh, with Rob Crooks. I'm not sure if you know Rob Crooks. He's a local uh, rapper, producer, singer songwriter. Um, makes electronic music as well. And he, um, we had a band called Dynamo. That was just this project we did where we played weird electronic music together whenever we had time. Before or after Grandpa's Army? This is this is much after. Yeah, this is this is like uh, early 2000s, I guess. So um, we had a song called "We Are the Witch Police" and. It, the name Witch Police was something I had written down based on a comment a friend had said while watching a horror movie. I thought it was funny. I wrote it down, put it in my pocket, and then years later, we needed to name this song that didn't have anything to do with witches or police and came up with We Are the Witch Police. And then, so I guess I am explaining it. And then, so um, when we wanted to put the music online for people to hear, because we didn't play a lot of shows, we weren't going to release an album or anything, we had these two songs, I made one of those free blog sites in like, you know, 2000 and whatever, and you needed to give it a a URL. So it was something.blogspot.com. So I just put witch police and that eventually turned into all of this music stuff that got posted on there and eventually turned into a podcast, which I didn't know what it was when we started it. Neither did my co-hosts at the time and we needed to call it something. And the site was called witch police that we were hosting it on. So witch police radio. So it's connected to a song that has nothing to do with witches or police that was a name taken from a comment that a friend made years before that while watching, I think it was Rosemary's Baby. And I think I said something uh, about, no, why didn't she call the police? And then she said, who are they going to call? The witch police? It was something like that. And, and so That's it's... Amazing. It really doesn't mean anything, but it, it's it's stuck now. And I think it's weird enough that people remember it. So I'm happy with it now. Well, and isn't that just... That's like... That's the crux of all creative exploration. It's just something you can't shake <laughs> and it, and it just lives with you. You know, like I have, uh, you know, I've got stacks of sketchbooks here. What I do in my own creative practice is when I'm switching from an old sketchbook to a new sketchbook, I go through the old one. I find the idea that I'm not done with. I don't know what it's for yet. And then I make the first couple of pages of my new sketchbook, a copy of whatever was in the old one. Okay. 
I just sort of bring that idea forward and it iterates. And sometimes it lives through three or four sketchbooks before it finally dies and just drifts to the ether. And sometimes, like Witch Police, it haunts me for years as a thing I keep writing in. I probably have 10 years worth of sketchbooks where the word Witch Police is written somewhere <laughs> where I was trying to make it work as something. And uh, it came out of me as uh, as a way into this project called Fairytale Endings. So, you know, whoever that friend is, we owe them a debt. Right, for, for giving us this name, this ridiculous yes. name. Yeah. Um, okay, so there's a lot more we could get into. And I actually have some ideas of bands that might work with this thing. And I'm going to tell you off the air because I don't want to put them on the spot in case they're not interested. But, um, yeah, this guy's a freak. Get out of here. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, um, but before we wrap this up though, what's the best way for someone to get in touch with you? If someone hears this and says, this is a great idea, this is a perfect project for me to collaborate with. Um, first of all, what's the best way to get in touch with you? And then secondly, what's the best way to find your work online? Cause again, you've been doing this for a long time. You've got a lot of books out. You've got a lot of other projects. Is there like a central hub to, uh, check you out? So it's interesting because, okay, there's, a couple of questions. I'm going to ask you a question first, and then I'm going to answer. Sure. How do people get in touch with you normally when they're listening to the show? Social media, typically. Just through social media? Do you have like a nice like shield of just social media? I'm, I'm on a bunch of them, and I post stuff constantly, so I'm, I'm pretty easy to find, yeah. Pretty easy to find. So I would say this. For my sake, I would need a person to vet someone who is a... Um, shall we call them a uh, sommelier of the local music scene to be able to say to me, hey, this person, they're interested in, oh, this is the kind of music they like, and oh, yeah, they're totally like someone you should check out. So maybe if they're interested in like a weird graphic novel list being uh, in the band, I don't know if that's really <laughs> a thing, uh, uh, they should reach out to Witch Police Radio sure. first. And then uh, we can work it out there. If someone's looking for me, they can look up gmbkamichak.ca uh, or they can Google uh, any of the books I've worked on like uh, Moon Patrol or The Imagination Manifesto or uh, Apocrypha or Will I See or um, Automatic Age. My name is uh, both hard to pronounce, uh, hard to spell and sometimes hard to remember. Um, so it'll be in the uh, show notes though. We got show notes. The title of the episode will have your name in it. It'll be easy to find that way. So yeah, people can, they can also look up uh super pulp science, which is the, our podcast where we talk about how genre gets made and how, how we do everything they do. So if someone's like, Hmm, interesting, but I'd like to know more about this guy. They can hear me talk about the creative process that we've done on all those projects I mentioned, uh, on super pulp science and then decide whether or not, uh, they would want me to darken the doorstep of their practice space or not. Perfect. 